Good morning. Today we'll be studying the third chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Asor. In this chapter, we'll deal with the other uh, types of deprivations uh, other than eating and drinking on Yom Kippur, namely Rechitza, washing, Neilata Sandal, wearing leather shoes, Sicha, anointing oneself with oil, and Tashmish Hamita, marital relations. Hilchot Shevitat Asor, Perek Gimel, Halacha Aleph. It is forbidden for one to wash themselves on Yom Kippur, whether being in hot water or with lukewarm water. Whether it being one's entire body or whether it being one, uh, a single limb. Uh, even one small finger is prohibited to uh, wash or to put under water. Um, interestingly, um, in regards to Nechitat Yadayim, it would seem that uh, Harambam was of the opinion that there is no Nechitat Yadayim on Yom Kippurim or even Tisha B'Av. Nechitat um, uh, Yadayim, obviously, uh, for uh, before Tefillah or Kiryat Shema, uh, and obviously, um, Washing one's face uh, in order to make the beracha of a ma'avishena me'enai. However, there are um, other chachamim uh, who um, who did allow netiyat yadaim on Yom Kippurim, but it seems that from Harambam that netiyat yadaim would also be prohibited on Yom Kippur. This is this mishnah. This sentence is taken from a mishnah Yuma. Uh, from Rabbi Eliezer, uh, a king and uh, a newly wedded wife wash their face. Kala ba'ala, a wife, uh, in order for her not to look unattractive to her husband. And a king, in order for him to look presentable and to look nice, as it says in Yeshaya, a king, um, you should look at the king when he looks presentable and when he looks nice. And how long is a woman called a kala for? She's called a kala 30 days into her marriage. Someone who, an exception to what we said, someone who got dirty because of excrement or mud or cement or something of the sort, he may wash the place that he got dirty and he doesn't have to... Um, Hesitate with the washing. And a woman may wash one of her hands in water and feed her son bread. Rabbi Menachem Meiri, one of the famous Rishonim, uh, writes that the reason for this is because of the Zohama or some type of uh, bacteria or microbe uh, that Hamim were worried about that if a woman, someone does not wash their hands before they eat, may uh, go to the food and cause sickness to the child. And someone who's sick may wash uh, as he usually would, even though he isn't in danger um, if he doesn't wash. Anyone who is... Um, obligated 
to dip in the mikveh um, in order to become tahor, not uh, just for someone to go and um, go to the mikveh just to go to the mikveh. Uh, this is only in terms of becoming tahor, um, which isn't considered a hitzash ta'anuk. So, for example, if someone wanted to uh, enter the Beit HaMikdash, he may um, go to the mikveh and do tevilah. Ben ben whether being on and Yom Kippur. And again, this is only Hayavetevilot. So those people who, uh, for example, uh, like to dip into the mikveh nowadays uh, before Yom Kippur or before Shabbat or whatever, <coughs> which is something very nice and praiseworthy, but would not be allowed to do on, uh, on Yom Kippur or Tishabab. Someone who had a seminal emission and nowadays uh, on Yom Kippur. If it was moist, he may wipe the area with a napkin and that's sufficient. However, if it was dry or if it was soiled, he washes the places um, that got dirty or soiled and he may pray. And Harambam here is telling us uh, because it is allowed for a person who had a seminal emission to pray, as we talked about in Hod Kirachima, in contrast to um, the Takana that Ezra Sofer made that, um, that a person would have to go to the Mikveh um, before praying or before doing Kirachima. However, again, now because the uh, because the public was not able to uh, withstand the takana. Um, a person today, if he had a seminal mission on Yom Kippur, may simply, um, again, assuming it is, if it is moist, he may just um, wipe it off, and if it is dry, he can wash that area. And it is prohibited for him to go to the mikveh or wash his entire body. So today, tevilah nowadays does not render someone tahor because we're all temeim because of tumatmet. And the washing of a balkeri for tefillah is only a minhag. Despite the fact that it was a it was a minhag uh, that that the public was not able to withstand, and this minhag does not um, get rid of a an explicit isur. For example, the minhag of that some people have to uh, to go to the mikveh if they're ba'alei kiriim uh, does not um, push aside the. Um, the prohibition of washing, rather minhag can only uh, prohibit something that's already allowed. And they only said that someone who uh, see who has a seminal emission on the eve of Yom Kippurim dips in the mikveh only again when we had this takana uh, of of the, the of someone who 
had a seminal mission, but as we said, that takana uh, was um, became null and void. Al-Khadalid. If there was a type of moist, of uh, sorry, of mud that was extremely moist, that if someone would place his hand on it, and that same wetness would cause his other hand uh, to become wet, so it was wet enough uh, for if he got one hand wet and he touched his other hand. Uh, the other hand would be wet as well. It is prohibited for someone to sit there because it's as if he's washing in a way. It is also a person may not um, fill up a type of clay uh, bowl or utensils. Uh, Type of clay bowl or cup, in order for him to to place his hands on it and cool his hands, or and use his hands to cool the rest of his body, because water oozes from the walls. And back in the day, uh, their clay were extremely porous. <laughs> so too, metal kelim are also prohibited for one to put water in and to cool himself. Because the water might splash um, from the clay onto oneself. However, it is allowed for one to cool himself using um, a fruit. Again, back in the day, they would use these types of things to, they would place their hands on it and cool themselves because of the, the temperature of the water or the fruit. But again, using it for water in clay matachot and clay is asur. But it is permitted with perot. A person may take from the day before Yom Kippurim, the eve of Yom Kippurim, put water, soak a cloth or a handkerchief in water, and place it under his clothes directly onto his body. And then the next day, he may remove it and place it on his face. And he doesn't need to hesitate, despite the fact that it may be um, pretty cold. And it's, not, again, not considered washing. If someone went to greet his uh, teacher, teacher of Torah, that is, or his father, or someone who is greater than him in terms of knowledge or wisdom, or to recite Pesukim and to read in the Beit HaMidrash, he may walk through um, a pool of water uh, and not hesitate. And he may do the mitzvah that he was on his way to do. And he may return the same way that he, that he came. That being, he may go through the water on his way back. Because if you wouldn't permit him to return, he would never go in the first place. And he would be, as a result, fail to perform a mitzvah. 
וכן הוא הולך לשמור פירותיו ובמים עצב על צווארו ואינו חושש זאת כשאומן הוא יזגוינג טו גארד או פרוטקט איז פרוט. הוא מי גו אין וואטר, And this is all under uh, the assumption that these people don't extend their bare hands farther than their sleeves and roll up their sleeves uh, so their clothes won't get wet as uh, someone would do on a regular weekday if they would uh, if someone would typically um, just put their hand into a body of water. They would usually on a weekday roll up their sleeves. On Yom Kippur, uh, one should refrain from doing that. Halakha Zayn. Asulin ol min al lesandal. It's prohibited for one to wear leather shoes or sandals. Ve'afilu beraglo ahat. Even if it was for, uh, even if he was only wearing it on one foot. Murtala tzad besandal, shele sha'am, vele shele goma, vechayotze bahen. This is actually a famous story in, uh, Masechet Yomah, Tafayin Het, Amud Aleph, that they saw Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi walking on Yom Kippur, Sandal Shel Sham, it is allowed again to walk on Yom Kippur with uh, a sandal made out of Sham is bamboo, and Gome is reed grass. V'chorech adam beged al-ragla ve'yosebo, sh'arek koshi aris megir l'raglo u'margishu yachef. It is also allowed for a person to wrap his foot with a type of cloth, and walk on it in Yom Kippur because the hardness of the ground reaches his foot and he f- truly feels as if he is barefoot when wrapping simply a cloth on his foot. And a minor may, despite the fact that they are allowed to eat, drink, wash, or anoint on Yom Kippur, uh, we refrain them from wearing Um, leather shoes. This is a statement from Shemuel, actually on the same daf, just the other side, on Masechet Yomada, Ayn Chet Amibet. It is allowed for a person to wear leather shoes if he was afraid um, a scorpion uh, would bite him or anything of the sort. Uh, a woman who gave birth is allowed to wear leather shoes because of the cold all 30, 30 days after her uh, birth. This, is, this follows the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer and not Chachamim. And a sixth person, uh, the same applies to him. He may wear leather shoes. despite the fact that there isn't this uh, fear of coldness um, for someone who's sick. Al-Khatet, Asur Lasukh Miketzat Gufo Kichol Gufo Ben Sikha Shal Ta'anuk, Ben Sikha Shal Enah Ta'anuk It is prohibited for a person to uh, anoint themselves with oil, just like it's forbidden to anoint part of the body. It is also prohibited to anoint the entire body, despite the fact that it being an anointing of pleasure or delight, and whether it is for an pl- anointing that isn't for pleasure or delight. However, some, if someone was sick, and despite the fact that he may, be, he may not be in danger, 
uh, he, or if he has some type of scabs on his head, he may anoint himself and not uh, hesitate. Finally, there are some places that would, um, it was customary there that they would keep a lamp lit on the eve of Yom Kippur in order for a man to be embarrassed from his wife and for them not to engage in marital relations. There were certain places that it was customary, the exact opposite, that um, they would specifically not keep a lamp lit in order for him not to look at his wife and to find favor in his eyes and to engage in marital relations. However, if Yom Kippur fell out on the eve on Shabbat, everyone is obligated to light uh, in every place. As the obligation of, as the lighting of a lamp on Yom Kippur, on Shabbat is uh, mandatory, despite it being on Yom Kippur, despite it not being on Yom Kippur. And this is a very, very interesting example uh, that there was, that there was a, that of, of many different places that would have the exact opposite minhag for the exact same reason. So both, Chachamim uh, justify both of these um, reasons in the Gemara, and they both come to achieve the same purpose. The purpose of, the purpose of both of these minhagim were for a person not to engage in marital relations with his wife, and the different places and different communities would have different ways to do that. And Hamim justify both, and it depends on uh, the minhag of a person's locale for him to determine what a person uh, should or should not do on Yom Kippur in terms of having a lamp lit.